0: sports the final frontier these are the voices of the sinner and the saint did you really think that after
1: absolutely blowing your butt out in game one did they blow their butt out they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win
0: oh their weekly mission to provide hot takes Medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavor Town. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what
1: you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't?
0: The Center and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Math. It's just
1: turned into a gigantic Mexican.
0: And 1080TheFan.com.
1: center of the stage, right here on Fortless sports leader 1080 the fan i am will darkens across the glass from me is jeff rust there is no luke anderson here he is at the special olympics polar plunge getting completely naked and running into the water there will be pictures <laughs> hopefully Thank you hopefully not uh if you've been seeing about one it'll be up on the podcast on uh, odyssey here in just a little while but we march on here on the sinner and the saint as hour two begins. We reference our poll. It is a large poll, and uh, it has four choices. We address our poll. Sinner, saint, ten eighty. Let's say you're stuck with a bizarre condition, and the side effect is that your voice changes to one of these four broadcasters. Which would you prefer? Stephen A. Smith, Joe Buck. Jeff Van Gundy or Jason Swaggart. Indeed. Uh, um, uh, So the reason I am floating this uh, poll out there is a story came out that Troy Aikman is all but gone from Fox as the uh, color commentator for Fox's football in America or basically just their uh, premier football broadcasting crew. And then apparently he's going to take a job either at Amazon or there is another side rumor that apparently he might go to Monday Night Football, which is kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, I just it made me start thinking about uh, announcers, and uh, I thought to myself, like, if I had to have any of these voices, boy, I guess I'd say Jeff Van Gundy, because it would be most similar to mine already, and people wouldn't be too confused. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I have that whiny undertone of like... <laughs> You know, the, the <laughs> Plus the personality fits too, because I can be Kurt. Uh I wouldn't want Stephen A. Smith because um I just I could never have a moment of like uh not being intense. What? <laughs> that is just terrible. Let me see here if I got that. Uh there it is. And you're
3: blowing it because you can't stay off the wheel. <laughs>
1: Don't believe I've heard that one. Before. There you have it.
3: <laughs> and you're blowing it because you can't <laughs> stay off the weed. <laughs> the weed.
1: My favorite part of that sound has now become Max Kellerman laughing maniacally Just in the back. Ha ha. ha ha weed. What a funny word. Uh the other choice is uh Jason Swigard Oh boy, I've known that man for ooh, more than seven years of my life now. I'll go back to what I served my internship here in the fall of two thousand seven. Yeah, so you know. So we're going on, we're going on fifteen. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to do that. I don't want that. Uh, the choice that is the leader right now at fifty four point nine percent of the vote, which makes sense, is Joe Buck. Now. If you're going to have Joe Buck's voice, you have to understand that you will never, well, you will always be considered somebody that doesn't get quite very excited about much. I don't understand all the vitriol towards Joe Buck. I don't either. Why so many people just flat out dislike him. Yeah. I don't quite get it. No, and it's not, look, I don't like Joe Buck particularly. Like, See, even that, that's not really correct. Like he's got one of the, just he's got the classic yeah, play by play voice. Yeah, it's and, fine. You know, it, 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 people I guess think he seems pompous or I, I don't I don't know. I well, don't get it. I mean, he's been on TV forever. Plus his yeah. dad And his know? dad, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, I I don't I don't dislike Joe Buck, and at the same time, like I won't avoid a Fox game if it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I don't care; it's fine. I mean, they're they're fine, and I guess that's what kind of flummoxed me about everything uh, with this Troy Aikman story of him like wanting Tony Romo money. It was like, I what does Troy Aikman bring to the table? Now what? I asked Dusty this, and he was like, "Oh, like three Super Bowls, the blah blah blah," and I was like, "I mean, that's fine, dude." Like. Emmett Smith had all that, and he was a horrible broadcaster. Well, yeah, but so I mean, you got to have some of the broadcasting chops too. But so yeah. you know, I guess off the top of your head, you know, in my mind, Aikman's just one of the classic color commentary guys. You know, what do you mean? We can you think of a better one? who, than who, would, Troy you, who would you rather have doing doing color commentary on an NFL game than Troy Aikman? Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yeah. Okay. I've he not, he not heard enough of him. He's national um, Monday night football for radio. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I'd rather have Tony Romo. I'd rather have Collinsworth. Troy Aikman is at the bottom for me. Yeah. And it's not, again, it's not like I listen to it. Now there's guys who are local guys or, you know, other outside of the major networks that like, I don't like, but Troy Aikman is at the bottom of the major guys where I'm just like, ah, it's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's okay. I, I, I appreciate his input. Uh yeah. So I, I that one kind of confused me. Now there is also this kind of side story coming from this is that basically Sean Payton is supposed to be taking um the spot of Troy Aikman. So he'll be teamed with Joe Buck. He'll be teamed with Joe Buck. Now, you want another uh layer to this confusing cake. Mm-hmm. Apparently, In the ESPN negotiations, Aikman is trying to get Buck to come with him. Okay. So he's kind of saying like, hey, look, if you want me, you got to get Joe Buck as well. Yeah. Because that's how I roll, I guess. Uh, And, you know, if you were Fox, I don't know why you would sign Sean Payton because then that's another situation where, I mean, don't we all kind of feel like McCarthy's going to get fired next year? Well. And that. Sean Payton's just taking a year off and then yeah. he's going to go take the Cowboys job. But like, why would you want to invest that much money? I guess uh, unless it was like very much known and you made the deal one year. Well, that or they yeah. or they have a deal where they backload it. Oh, I see. Okay. Where they pay him a little bit less in the first year. And then if yeah. all of a sudden he's still around, then then guess what? Here you go. Here's your payday, my friend. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the guy has enough money anyway. He could probably do it at a discount. I think he's probably doing okay. And the discount that he would do for that would probably be equivalent to the top bowler, earner. Yeah, <laughs> as we have found out. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you were ESPN, I don't know why you would fight Aikman wanting to bring Joe Buck with him. Um, I don't know, because I think they kind of got a, a a good thing over there at ESPN. They're, now, they're kind of a linked. Do they? I kind of think do so. they? I do. Okay. I know, unpopular opinion. I hear you. So who's, I can't even remember who the who the play-by-play guy is on on Monday night right now. You got now. yourself uh, old Steve Levy. Okay. Who's your old reliable. Which, you know, he's all fine and good. Yeah. But if you had an opportunity to replace him with Joe Buck, wouldn't you be like abso effin lutely Nah, I wouldn't jump at it. Well, I'd be okay. Again, Joe Buck is right where Troy Aikman is in my book of just kind of like, it's fine. It's good. Right. I, I like listening to it. I like listening to Steve Levy just as much too. The only play-by-play guy that I genuinely will gravitate to a game to listen to mm-hmm. is uh, Kevin Harlan. That's it. See, now that's where that's oh, where I love Kevin. Harlan. I'm 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 the old man, the at the clouds here. He drives me bananas. Really? He to me sounds like a cartoon of what a play-by-play guy sounds like. <laughs> that's great. He's a caricature. Yeah, but it's so good. It's like, oh, you'll think of just the 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 whole. Uh, uh, he just sucked the well, well and and half, sucked the gravity right out of the building. And half the time, when he's on TNT or something, he's still describing the play that finished 12 seconds ago, while the other <laughs> bucket already just happened. Yeah, I know he's a taste. He's definitely a taste. I think Tony Romo is like in that same case. I know that talking to Dusty, he he says. You know, he's not a huge fan of Romo Tony Tony um, Romo got big because all of a sudden it, it, it people were noticing or he had a stretch run there where he was like almost basically correctly calling the yeah. play before it would happen well I think too Romo uh brought in a new I'm not gonna call it a trend because i don't think it's really repeating all that much right mm. now but like he, he's bringing a new kind of perspective to what being a color guy is and i think that perhaps a youthful exuberance it's a youthful exuberance but it plays a little bit on what john madden was but it dives deeper into that now yeah. what made john madden so great was the fact that he was quirky yeah he was quirky and he knew an s ton about football So what you got to do here is if you want to win this game is you got to go out there and you got to score more points than the other guy. That or like uh, we played a clip when uh, Madden died a couple months back where he like he spent a good five minutes just like just eviscerating Troy Aikman's haircut. (laughs) Just like just like whoa, who is cutting this guy's hair? What's going on? You come over here and you got Big Dombrowski, and if Ah. you're an NFL lineman and you got a last name like Dombrowski, of course your nickname you're gonna be called Big Dombrowski. And he got his mutton chops hair. Boom. True ducking. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he was great because he knew his football, but he was quirky in a certain sense, but he would be able to maintain that uh, broadcaster, uh, you know, je ne sais quoi, or, or temperament. Mm-hmm. Because there is a temperament about broadcasters who do play by play and who do color commentating is that you have to keep within some type of range in order to not only entertain people, but balance that line between entertainment and conveying information. Yes. And I think one of the things that Madden was great at was he didn't, he never once seemed like he was talking down to you no. as a viewer. No, he was helping you out. Yeah. And he didn't feel like, yeah, exactly what you just said. Um, so how Tony Romo to me is bucking. That is he's kind of going full on into I'm your friend. Uh-huh. And I like that. There's a certain sense that I like about that, that like Tony Romo is like my buddy on the couch with me watching this game. And he knows a lot about football. I know that, obviously. But, like, he's conveying it in a way where, like, he is so excited. He is so just into it that, like, he is breaking past that temperament of I'm conveying information and more like I'm a fan and I'm watching this and Mm -hmm. can you believe what we're watching right now? I enjoy that. And I think that's kind of a trend that will start to, uh, uh, you know, start to build as we get new broadcasters and everything because, you know, it's a young – That's how it happens, right? Younger generations watch and consume media in different ways, and I think that a younger generation appreciates that a little bit more. Plus it's the dimples. Yeah, and he's good looking. He's a handsome dude. He's a good looking guy. All right, so anyway, go on our uh, Twitter page, at SinnerState1080. Vote, please. As Isaac would say, vote hard. Vote hard, please. Uh, Coming up next... uh There is some sound that I need to play for you of probably the greatest old man get off my porch moment we've had. And I'm going to venture to say a decade because this is an all timer rant here. Uh, You're listening to the Center in the St. Sands, Luke Anderson. It's a Will and Rust edition here on 1080 The Fan.
2: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan.
1: Thomas Izzo is a head college basketball coach for the Michigan State University Spartans. Uh, he's pretty good. He's considered one of the best. He's been there for quite some time now. Quite some time. Um, and I think that is something that you should keep in mind as I play you this sound. So there was a moment uh, this past week weekend actually where Juan Howard, the head coach of the uh, Michigan Wolverines slapped a Wisconsin assistant coach in the face on TV as the uh, two teams were going through the, uh, 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 the handshake line, um, which is something that apparently they still do in college basketball. I was unaware. So, uh, as they were going through, I guess some words were said and Jawan Howard said, let me, well, let me Wisconsin put fo- called well, a late timeout when they were up yeah. considerably. And yeah, Jawan Howard. Howard was not happy about that. And then I believe the Wisconsin coach kind of grabbed him as he tried to walk by. And yeah. Yeah. Then John Howard said, let me introduce five to your face. Boom. Yeah. This is the new fab five right here. <laughs> oh, that's good. Do you think that up right now? Right after you said, let me introduce you to the five. Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty quick. <laughs> that's really good. Why can't I can't think of stuff like that. I should read more. Well, you got halfway there. Yeah, that's true. Sure I did. Yeah. I gave you the idea. Yeah. So that was a that was a Darkens Rust collab. <laughs> hey, hey. A boom. So anyway, Tom Izzo has asked, uh, due to this situation hey, should we get rid of the handshake line? Because this is a debate that does happen like every two or three years where it's not specifically the handshake line thing, but something that has been in sports for a very long time that people just view as perfunctory now. uh, Why do we still do this? Yeah, it gets debated as like, what's the merit of still doing this? So anyway, they asked Tom Izzo that and Tom Izzo came up with this response, which is just lovely. There are suggestions silly as they may be that we should do away with the handshake line now oh my God (laughs) have you heard that oh my
3: God I have and I do got a comment on that since that's not insulting to anybody (laughs) that to me would be the biggest farce joke ridiculous nature of anything I've ever heard of we've already taught these poor 18 year olds that when when you know you're told to go to class and you don't like it you can leave we've already told these kids if you're not happy you can do something else we've already told these kids that it's hard to hold them accountable and now we're going to tell them to not man up and walk down a line on somebody who's kicked your butt and have enough class to shake their hand is utterly ridiculous. So if the president said it, I think he's full of it. If the best coach in America said it, I think that gets me way more than this incident. Not shaking hands. um, That's typical of our country right now. You know, yeah,
1: there instead it of solving is.
3: the problem, let's there make an is. excuse and let's see if we can uh, oh, man. just instead of confronting and demanding that it changes,
1: mm-hmm.
3: let's eliminate it so that we don't have those problems. Let's 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 try to do that. That's that's perfect us right now. That's yeah, not perfect Tom, me it that's, it that's not happening here. So if some team doesn't want to shake hands, you're gonna see 15 of my guys walk down and shake air. We're gonna shake air and I'm going to shake air, and then we're going to leave.
1: Wow. I mean, I I could probably think of a couple of bigger farces than eliminating a handshake line, but, you know. The The college football playoff? Hey-o! I mean, wow, holy hyperbole, Batman. Yeah. Okay, so you, uh, all right. So you're having the normal reaction to this, right? Actually, let's do this on the other side, because I I think there is a greater discussion to this, quite honestly. Look, now the moment hit where he said, that's the problem with this country. And I will tell you right now, as somebody who has said this line many times, I try to quit saying it because I see people's reaction when I do say it, and it's never positive. <laughs> You Never. know, people saying that's the problem with our country. Yeah. That's the problem with our country. That's it right there. You know, all you really have to do is if if you if you hear or experience something that you find disgusting, all you have to say is this country. Man, the ice cream machine is broken at McDonald's again. Yeah. That's the problem with this country. That's the problem with this country right here. People making minimum wage don't care enough. All right. Wow. Speaking of McDonald's, I did get a Shamrock Shake, actually, the other day. That That was was, part of the joke, Rust. I'm not demeaning people that make minimum wage. I worked at a Subway deli for a year. Oh, No, I'm sorry, not Subway, Safeway. I spent several years making the old minimum wage. Did you? Yes. There's something romantic about it, especially when you're young. Yeah. Well, you're dumb and you don't know any better. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like... Like you're not really concerned about work the next day. Well, and I guess one of them was I was I was bartending. So at least I had tips on top of the. them. Well, that's fun. But I will say, you know, that also comes with, uh, uh, you know, you start making enough in tips and all of a sudden your paycheck is zero. It's non-negotiable. Yeah. Well, Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's quit bitching about our past jobs because we got one right here. Coming up next, let's uh, analyze that Tom Izzo sound and get your reactions on the fan text line 503-250-1080. I think he did have a point. It was just a bit belligerent. Here is Rouspa Sports.
2: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me.
1: tried to amend my carnivorous
0: habits. Made in nearly seven today. Losing way well out eating sunflower seeds. Drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking over The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins I'm on ten eighty on The Fan.
1: Huge chunk of meat, cheeseburger mm-hmm. in paradigm. paradise. All righty then, Tom Izzo. We played the sound the last segment. If you didn't hear it, he is uh, very pissed off about the idea that college basketball might do away with the handshake at the end of the game. If you were unaware, this is still a thing. College basketball players at the end of games will. Uh, get into a single file line across from each other perpendicular perpendicularly and uh, go uh, uh, basically walk past each other in a row and slap hands and congratulate each other or say good game. So that's still a thing. But Tom Izzo came out uh, and this whole idea that we might get rid of the handshake. He basically said the line, Hey, that's what's wrong with this country today. Now, Never good to say that, really, because, again, it makes you sound like a curmudgeon. Here's where I will defend him, though, and I think that he's kind of right. There is an issue that a lot of the younger generation has today that I am part of that I have feverishly throughout the past two, three years of my life been trying to avoid, which is covering something negative and making it a positive Now, conventional wisdom and self-help books would tell you that if something negative does happen in your life, you are to look on the positive side of things. And that is valid. You should. You should be a glass half full type of person who views whatever happens to you in life. There has to be an upside to it. The issue that we're having with my, my people, my millennials, is that, we are doing that with everything and then not learning from why was this a crappy situation? Why was this a mistake? What can I do different the next time? Now, how does this form into the whole topic of handshake lines in college basketball? Well, if you do away with the college basketball handshake lines, it's my belief that basically you were denying the fact you just lost. Mm-hmm. It's not significant. Right. Cause you did lose and there is a score up there and yeah. you know, you either got more points or you didn't, right. but The handshake line is a representation of two sides. One, if you won the game, you are to exhibit sportsmanship Mm -hmm. and show that through victory, you're not a belligerent person who will throw up birds and talk ass to people. You will shake the guy's hand who you competed with and say, good job. I'm glad we competed in this way. Hope we can do it again soon. Yeah. The other side of it is you just got your ass kicked or you just lost a close game or you lost a meaningless game, whatever. And in order to go through the very kind of slight, uh, I'm being hyperbolic here, but here we go, grieving process of a loss, Mm -hmm. you face it. Yeah. And you go to the guy you just lost to or the team you just lost to and you accept it and Mm -hmm. you say, this was a loss. How am I going to react? Right. If you start to take away these little things, these little pieces of what makes humans humans, which is living in reality, accepting circumstances, learning, you start to have a society of people who live in another type of universe. And I would say that this does happen a lot, especially with social media. And there's a lot of texters who, and thank you, the texter says parallel universe. Uh, I did say that wrong, but, there's a lot of these textures that are agreeing right now on the text line 5032501080 is that social media plays a massive part into this. Mm-hmm. And it's happening a lot on Instagram, it's happening a lot on Twitter, where people will show you the best sides of themselves, and the part they do not want to show you, you are not aware of. Mm-hmm. So you live in a tunnel of positivity constantly. And that's not to say that again. That's a bad thing because being positive and having a positive outlook on life is important for uh, allowing you to thrive in life and be better and be a better person. Mm -hmm. But if you don't acknowledge those failures and you don't acknowledge those hard times and you don't live through them and build coping skills Mm -hmm. and try to move on with it, you're setting yourself up for failure. You will implode and you will create everybody around you who just lives in this false narrative of everything's great. Not everything is great. Yeah. And you know something? That's okay. Yeah. See, I was going to liken it to the world of social media, but from a different angle. Okay. In that, you know, in a college basketball game, you know, you're battling hard. Things can get physical. Mm. So, you know, imagine you got a point where, you know, you start to get into it with with an opponent. At the end of the game, you still got to come back. You got to shake that guy's hand and you both got to get over it. Right. And acknowledge that, you know, okay, that was the heat of the battle. We're all good here. How I was going to liken that, like to say Twitter, Twitter, you know, you got your Twitter beast and you'll get on, you know, you can get on there and you can argue and call other people bad names and have other people call you bad names. There's no handshake line at the end of that. So you never really have to come face to face with somebody with whom you're arguing or have a beef with and be like, you know what? It's just the heat of the battle, we're all good. You know what I mean? Mm. And so to me, it, it, a lot of times it, they might think that, the handshake line lends to those kinds of confrontations. Mm. What I would say is that the handshake line might help prevent a confrontation. The next time those two teams meet, because then things can just kind of fester and boil over even more. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's the, that, that was the, the social media angle that I thought. of. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I'm glad you also said the uh, no handshake line in Twitter. Cause there really isn't no. Um, and you know, Look, man, if you've listened to me on this station, first of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> Second of all, I if I am wrong about something and I am proven to be wrong, I'll just admit it. Yeah. Cause what the hell's the point of me sitting up here continuing to say things wrong or continuing to be like Stephen A. Smith or continuing to be like hot take guy that doesn't take accountability for his bad hot takes. Mm-hmm. Look. If I predicted something wrong, yeah, I was wrong about it. Was I wrong that the trailblazers wouldn't move on from CJ McCollum at the trade deadline? I was poop brown wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's a whole other story. Poo wrong. Poo wrong. Rust. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Because I'm still here right now and yeah. I'm still talking on the air and people make mistakes in their jobs. People make mistakes in their lives. And the fact that We have to be perfect now because there is this mirror reflecting back all of these insecurities people have online, all of these insecurities people have that they're just basically covering up, whitewashing with incredibly doctored photos, with Mm -hmm. messages of just insane positivity and not one ounce of reality seeps through any of that. The fact that that's what we face every single day and that's what kids face every single day Mm -hmm. when it comes to competition it's kind of scary. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Jim, uh, P2 Jim uh, texting in, uh, very good point. Our Beaverton girls just swept the Jesuit girls in basketball and still Go, remain Beavers! number one in the state. That's right. Beaverton girls lined up for the handshake, and the Jesuits, uh girls just left the building, kind of like a spoiled, rotten baby taking the ball and going home. That sounds about right. I do like that one because I'm like a sweet going, Yeah. I'm I'll a, razz Jesuit. I was a beaver. Oh, we'll always <laughs> razz Jesuit. I grew up basically like a, I grew up like behind Jesuit. That's right. Yeah, ah, that's right. Yeah, you got it even more than me. Yeah. Um, of course, yeah. when I was there, it was still an all boys school, too. I think they went co ed right after I graduated. Oh, damn, really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yes, yes, I am that old. Well, no, not that. I, I was actually going to say, boy, that recent. I mean, in relative time, that's pretty recent. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just, you know, again, Tom Izzo, the sound that he had there, it, it yeah, it's funny because he sounds like an old man. He was making like the point. I I know the point he was trying to make. He just did it. Poorly. He did it very poorly and it came off as out of touch. And yes. look Tom Izzo is somebody who is known to uh strike a player on the sidelines. Yeah. I think I'm right about that. Right? Didn't I, I I think you might be right. Yes. Yeah. I think to me in the end, what the handshake line is all it's it's a lot of it is accountability. Yes. Thank you. You just you gotta be accountable. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the things that, you know, anytime where I do something stupid or wrong on the air here and make a goof or something weird happens and, you know, dead air, or whatever. The boss asks what happens. I'm not gonna blow, you know, smoke up his skirt and and lie about it. I just, you know, I tell like it is be like, I I that one up, man. Yeah. You know, and and it's because you just you got to be accountable. Yeah. Well, and over time too, and I think that that's you know that plays into a lot of it because you make a good point about like Jack because I, I I do that too with our boss that all mess something up and then you just tell him it's was like yeah, yeah. I, I screwed it up sorry yeah be like this is what happened this is what I did and this is you know that and, was the result and again that's not to say that like you know, you or I or anybody else that approaches life that way will be protected just because of that fact because consequences come with everything. And you could F enough stuff up that you don't have a job anymore or you fail at something or you do something. And again, that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you go through those failures. It happens in life. The important part is that with those failures, you take a step back and you look at why it happened. Mm -hmm. You know, no one is demeaning anybody for losing or failing in a certain way. The only way they will is if you do stuff like being a sore loser. Say, if you're like, I don't know, the Pistons of the 80s, who when they (laughs) lost their final glorious game, walked out on the Bulls before the game even ended, so they didn't have to shake hands with them. That's why... People don't like Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were already known as the bad boys yes. too. But yeah. I mean, it's not specifically that moment, but that yeah. encapsulates all of it. Is yes. that Isaiah Thomas is a bitter old man yeah. who won't get over the fact that, quite honestly, he got forgotten yeah. in oh, basketball magic, history. I hate Bill Laimbeer too. Oh yeah, I didn't uh, like him. But dude, statistically, Isaiah Thomas should be considered in conversations of like top five point guards all time. He yeah. really should. Yeah. He was. Effing amazing. But people the, hated him. <laughs> yeah, but people hated him. And that's the thing. If you go through a top five list of point guards now in NBA history, Isaiah Thomas He's not sniffing nine it. times out of ten will yeah. never stiff it. You might get that guy who loves AJ. Now he was only on the Dream Team 2, I believe, correct? Uh I don't, I don't think he was on that. Uh, because I know the first go around, yeah. He got like basically, there. he wasn't on the first one because they didn't want him there. Yeah. The other guys did not want him there. Well, yeah, Jordan and Pippen didn't want him. And I think Magic didn't want him either. Yeah. Um, I think Christian Leitner was like, whatever, man. I'm uh, just happy I'm on the team. I think was, was it was uh, <laughs> Barkley. T- I think Barkley was one of the big voices that didn't want him. Let's see. Yeah. I'm trying to get a photo of these dudes. Where the heck is that thing? There it is. Yeah. I want to say he was on the second Dream Team. Dream Team. Why? You know, I'm searching this on Google and I don't even get this up. Here. Why is that happening? Uh, <laughs> men's Olympic. Pick. Oh boy, this is incredible. Radio basketball dream team to the U.S. team, team that 19, time forgot. It was 96, right? Uh, the original dream, yes, because the original would have been 92. Yes, um, okay, let's see here. Original, okay, okay original dream team Barkley, Larry Bird, Drexler, Patrick Ewing, Magic Johnson, are. Jordan, Christian Leitner, yeah, because they had to have a college guy in there. Yeah. Karl Malone, Chris Mullin, Scottie Pippen, David Robinson, John Stockton. Okay, so the '96 team did not have Isaiah, and Thomas. he never made dream a team. Dream team two, yeah. not on that one either. No, Derek Coleman, Joe Dumars, Joe Dumars, Joe <laughs> teammate Joe Dumars, effing Dumars, Kevin Johnson, Larry Johnson, Sean Kemp, Dan Marley, Th- Reggie Miller, Alonzo Mourning, Shaq, Mark Price, Steve Smith, and Dominique. So yeah, not even not even dream, dream team two. Man. That's a really good team. And you got David Robinson on his second trip. So anyway, there's my old man rant about all this. But, like, again, I I think there's something to be mined out of all this. It's just the fact that, like, yeah, we are facing a problem of people not really facing reality. And the handshake line is kind of an encapsulation of all that. Is that, like, look, if you lost, you lost. Go face the guy that you lost to. If you won, be gracious. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. show respect to the person that you competed with. After that, go crazy. Go do what you want. Yep. That's Um, the problem with the world today. Nobody's got any respect. Oh, dude, I know. This country. Um, All right. (laughs) Hell in a (laughs) handbasket. All right. We tell you what to watch next. It's what to watch here on the Center and the Saint. Luke Luke is out. Will and Rust edition here on 1080 The Fan.
0: Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for what to watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this: whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer, Will Darkins. <laughs> and increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson, are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. The Oregon
1: Ducks men's basketball team are making a final push for tournament Play. That is the big tournament, not the Pac-12 tournament, as everybody gets an invite to that one. But they start that push, or continue it, rather, playing the USC Trojans tonight. You can catch that game right here on the fan. Pre-game starts at 6.30. Tip is at 7. Rust, do you think the Ducks will make it into the larger tournament that's played in March? From what... The scuttlebutt basically is they need to win out yes. the rest of the regular season, indeed, and advance quite far, or 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 at least Winning. win the Pac-12 tournament. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, that's that's tough to to predict because Oregon this year has been very good at beating the very good teams, and has also been very good at losing to garbage. Yes, they have. Which so, has created very confusing narrative. Yes. Narratives. Which is why they're in the spot that they're in. Yeah. Um, so what, let's see here, what's the rest of their So they got USC and then they finish it up next weekend at the Washington schools. That's right. So I mean, you know, they should be able to win those I'm Jeff Frost <laughs> yeah. uh, They have already, they already they, they throttled Washington by 28 at, uh, near the end of January uh, and the game against Washington State was postponed. Yeah. Um so. Yeah, it'll be interesting, I think, if they can win the Pac-12 title, which uh, at this point, because they beat UCLA handily, uh, which is it's kind of over my head. I don't understand why they play so well against right incredibly good teams. But, yeah. but I mean, I guess, you know, obviously there's the whole you play down to your competition type they of thing. They swept UCLA this year. Oh, oh, my goodness. They beat them when they were the number three team. So we'll have to see about that. Uh, coming up tomorrow at six o'clock over on uh, the Roots Sports Network. Six o'clock, tip. Trailblazers, Nuggets, uh, the Blazers, or rather the Zers, Coming off of a loss to the Golden State Warriors from their all-star weekend break Rust. There is now no use of Nurkic. Will they yeah. continue to tank? I mean, I feel like Nurk was the final nail in the "Hey, they're still okay." It coughing. should have been, but <laughs> like, if you see a couple of unexpected wins, don't be surprised if Anthony Simons comes down with a sore, you know, sore thumb, back spasms, oh, tight right. hammy. Well, I think you that know? yeah, I think maybe that's going to happen a little bit later because as you do see their schedule right now, they get a little tough go of it here in the next four or accounting their last one. So they had golden state. They do get Denver Phoenix and Minnesota back to back. Now Minnesota's not great, but they're also a pretty good challenge. You also get Utah. But uh, after that, I mean, here's a list of the winners, Washington, Atlanta, New York, Brooklyn, who you'll probably lose to Indiana, Detroit, San Antonio and Houston twice. Then you get Oklahoma city, new Orleans, San Antonio twice again, Oklahoma city, new Orleans, Dallas and Utah. Yeah. You could win a few more games. <laughs> So, if you're a fan of tanking, uh, I would recommend uh, uh, not betting on it too much. Yeah, I mean. Team's fun to watch, though. Come on now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, uh, Russ, thank you for filling in. I appreciate your time. Please enjoy those donuts. Always fun to be here. Oh, I will. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Luke will be back to tell us about how uh, cold it was in that river that he jumped in. But until then... Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
0: Forget about your scene. Give the audience a Enjoy. It's your last chance at it.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,